And so basically, uh, for those of you that maybe tune in where I was at with Pastor Phil, you, you, you're probably going to get kind of the same one, but it's going to be a little bit different because, again, some thoughts that the Lord was putting on my heart as I was driving over here for the future destiny of this church. How many believe there's a great destiny? How many believe that? How many really believe that? There was, uh, years back, American Express came out with this uh, commercial to try to attract um, potential people signing up for their credit card, and I was kind of curious. It was the same t period where MasterCard had theirs and Visa and what have you. But the, the commercial went something like this, um, the purchasing power of American Express. I don't know how many of you remember that. We're talking about some years back. And I was upset with this commercial because having an American Express, I was rejected in a number of places different merchants wouldn't take american express and i said so much for his purchasing power i can't even utilize this card you know and so i asked a couple of merchants what's the deal with you guys in american express and they said the fee is too high i go so the fee is too high and it's the bottom line that you're interested in. and so you know we got to come up with mastercard or visa because you guys don't want to pay the extra 0.5 percent or whatever that might be and uh, at that particular time, I had this revelation, and this is where this message was born, because I started getting excited, and I go, even though maybe for some of us, uh, you don't have a purchasing power American Express card or, or a MasterCard or a Visa, if that's the case, maybe your credit has been ruined. But I want to tell you something. If you have a relationship with Jesus, if you know Jesus as your Savior, as a Son of God in your life, you have purchasing power within you as a believer. And so I've titled my message, The Purchasing Power of Desire. The Purchasing Power of Desire. When you think of desire, a lot of things can come into your mind or you begin to be filled with different thoughts pertaining to it. I, I, sometimes, you know, the stomach starts growling and immediately you say, I desire this and I'm going to go get that and I'm going to, you know, basically go for this and this is what I'm going to eat. So we're all familiar with desire. But I want to tell you something that in the kingdom of God, when you take faith and you mix it in with desire, that is a potent combination because faith and desire equals results. How many need some results this year? How many want last year just to be way in the rear mirror? Enough is enough. I believe that this is the year of the turnaround for some of God's people. How many are ready for a turnaround in your circumstance, in your situation? Because I believe if God's people get a hold of the simplicity of the truth of what the Word of God says pertaining to desire, I'm telling you, man, it'll fire you up. Three months ago, where were January? Yeah, three months ago. I had a battle with COVID, me and my wife, and we recovered from it. But something happened to my body that I hadn't experienced in a long time, literally ever. Normally, if I go through a stage and I'm battling with some knee issue, it's only one knee. But this time I was battling both knee issues. Literally, I had to use a walker to go for my from my, uh, where, where my bed is in my bedroom to the restroom, like 10 steps, and I'm barely like literally just dragging my feet in some major pain. Listen to me. 
It is at that time the devil, for those of you that have ever contended for a miracle, a healing in your life, and you believe God for your life, and you trusted God for your life. How many know there's some miracles, they happen instantly, and there's others, you got to wage war, you got to move forward in faith, you got to say, I'm going to have an attitude in this faith, I will not give up. And my wife see me during this time, and she's like, man, you've always been my faith, man. It almost seems like you're deteriorating right before my sight. And I said, oh, no, girl, I'm speaking what I'm believing. I'm moving forward. I'm going to walk again normally. No cane, no walker, no anything, because if my God said it, I believe it. I'm going to rest upon what I believe, not what I feel, not what I'm going through. I believe it, therefore I will declare it. I will proclaim it, and can no one stop me? pushed myself to go to church in one of the services that I was fighting and man I felt bad because the people were worried they were giving me the the look and, and they said pastor what's going on with you nothing fighting for a miracle that's all but pastor we never seen you I go don't worry you're not going to see me for too long this way because my miracle's coming that, again I'm talking about desire when there's a desire in you that says, I, I refuse to give in to this. I refuse to allow this to be my norm because I believe with God all things are possible. My text will be Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, but I haven't set it up yet. I will in a moment. When you think of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19, it was that desire to want to see Jesus that motivated him to climb a tree. Where did the brother learn how to climb a tree anyway? But he climbed the tree. Why? Because he was moved with a desire. I got to see the one everyone's talking about. I got to get a glimpse of it. I know I'm not worthy. I know who I am. But I just feel like if I get to see it, something revolutionary can happen in my life. You think of the individual that could not walk in Mark's gospel chapter 2. He had been this way all his life, and he has four friends that are willing to go ahead and climb up on top of the roof and lower him down. It was that desire. Thank God he had four friends like that because in his desire, he says, man, all we need to do is get to Jesus. If we get to Jesus, I'm going to be all right. Are you guys in it? Come on. We're in it to win it. Come on. Get me there. Come on, God. Keep pushing me up. Hallelujah. Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, blind Bartimaeus. You couldn't stop this in a blind man from shouting out for Jesus. It was that desire to want to see throughout the years as we get ready to jump into Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. I've prayed with the same intensity for my life for other people. I've seen people heal and I've seen people not heal. I've seen people heal instantly. I've experienced that in my own life. But I've also seen people get healed progressively as they move forward in their faith. Pastor Macario Para in Guadalajara, Mexico. For many years, his brother was serving Christ in our church, uh, Brother Saul. And a uh, tremendous brother in the Lord. And, and I remember he went through this stage in his life. Man his back, I mean, sciatica, you name it. But he started deteriorating right, right before my eyes. And every time I would pray for him, the Lord would touch his back and, and he would get excited. He would get healed. And then he would go right back into the same thing. And I says, look, I'm going to have to disciple you how to fight this fight. 
And I sat down with him and I said, I'm going to let you have a glimpse of how I wage war for my miracle. And I started speaking into his life what he needed to believe. I said, it's not enough for me to believe in it. you got to see yourself walking again. you got to see yourself that it's going to change. you got to believe it. You have to create a new world in order for it to come to pass. You have to believe it. And then you start pursuing it with all diligence. He got healed. Literally, he was disability, you know, disability, had to quit his job. And, and the Lord healed him again. Because when desire is kindled, and all of a sudden, man, I, I mean, I don't even need a show of hands. If I was to say, how many ever had the devil lie to you? Oh my God. Would there be a hand not lifted up? I, I seriously doubt it. He's the, the father of all lies. He's a liar from the beginning, right? But how many know that when you're waging war for something to happen in your life that you're believing, he just gets right there. And he whispers. And I heard all kinds of whispers in this battle that I had. All kinds of whispers and lies. That, and I had to rebuke and I had to bind. Let's look at this woman who her desire caused her to have this purchasing power to touch Jesus in a way that will change her life forever. Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, 25 to 34. Man, you're in trouble. I ain't even set a timer up here. Normally, I get my timer going, and I like being all proper. And um, appreciate my wife for her help when she keeps me in line. But there are sometimes I just throw it out. I say, who cares about the time today if God's going to do something great? <laughs> anyway, Mark's Gospel, chapter 5. The Bible says, verse 25 to 34, New Living Translation. A woman in the crowd has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She has suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she has spent everything she had to pay them. But she, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Imagine that. 12 years, all the money you have, and instead of getting better, you're getting worse. She had heard about Jesus. Let's take a moment right now and applaud every person that has ever witnessed about the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's thank every person that has been bold enough to tell someone about Jesus, about his saving grace, about his miracle working power. She had heard about Jesus. Why did she hear? Because someone had the boldness to tell her about Jesus. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, there is desire born in her right there. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped. Oh, thank God for those immediate moments in our lives. And she could, she could feel in her body. How many know you can feel when the Holy Ghost comes upon you? Some people have described it, a warm feeling, a tingling. When I pray for people, I say, did you feel anything? And they say, I feel warm. That's the Holy Ghost touching that right now. I feel that's the whole. Immediately, I jump all over it. Because if they feel something out of the ordinary, I'm just going to say that's God working. That's me. She could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. 
Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, why is she frightened? Because she just took a glimpse of those eyes and she knew, bust it, he knows it's me. Trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Lord, right now, I pray for your people. I pray for the remainder of this service. And I pray that your spirit, Lord, the spirit of God will stir up a desire. Lord, it does not matter what has been. What matters is what shall be. Let the shall be of the Lord be present. Let a stirring right now for everyone that has allowed their dream to die. Revive dreams, my God. Revive possibility. Lord, stir the hearts according to your direction and your purposes. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all say amen and amen. So simple text. Many of us that have been saved, we visited it so many times, but it never gets old to me. <laughs> the more I wrap my mind around this desire, again, listen, one of the things you have to understand, can put desire inside of you. We, we, we cannot lay hands and say, let desire be present. Each and every one of you have to realize that if God is going to do something out of the ordinary and something supernatural, there has to be a willingness and a desire to say, I choose to believe that. I did a long six-month series on faith ten years ago. And I had people... There were not church members. Two individuals randomly that I, I don't even, th that was only their second service. I said, sit in the front. <laughs> I put them in the front. I said, take notes what you're about to learn. And watch how you're going to see some results in your life. In less than a week, the very things that they needed or they were believing came to pass. By simply applying and I said to myself, then what's wrong with the rest of God's people? And the Lord says, they're full of unbelief. Well, how do we fix it, Lord? How do we fix it when God's people are full of unbelief? How do we fix it? Listen, it's, 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 it happens to believers. The longer you're saved, I'm going to tell you that we have this recollective memory that's up there that somehow we want to focus on what has not happened and the disappointments and the things where we did not see God. It's time to erase that and kind of get a new hard drive and put it up there and say, I'm about to remember what he has done. I'm about to allow my mind to be reprogrammed because my God has done something. He's done it before. He wants to do it again. I need my mind renewed and I went on this journey with our church concerning faith out of that teaching about four different families became homeowners that should not have been homeowners huh moment we start talking like that right away people's like what what I, I need some yeah 
But the principles are so simple. They're elementary, really, when you look at it. Because in the kingdom of God, the currency has always been and will always stay being faith. Without that currency in God's kingdom, no possibilities can become reality. But it's faith with desire. There has to be that. This woman, again, something stirred her. Was it what she heard? Was it that message she heard and the possibilities that can transpire? You know, with Jesus, she just said in herself, if I just get to that, to that place and if I just touch, I know I can be healed. For those people that think your theology needs to be so together to see God do miracles, let me, let me rock your world right now. A person who's not even safe, not even serving God, I know that because I know that. And all of a sudden, something happened in her life, and she has back issues. And next thing you know it, I want to get to the church so Pastor Dr. can pray for me. I tell my wife, that girl is about to be healed the moment she walks in because she's got more faith than people have in the church, basically. And sure enough, didn't go through this whole thing and, you know, accept the Lord or what have you. It's almost like, you know, I just wanted to see God do something. And again, because it's according to the measure of one's desire mixed with faith. Immediately, I've seen things transpire where people all of a sudden it's like they, you know, a person can become a point of contact. That's all I ever am, a point of contact. But it's the stirring that comes from the Spirit of God where God stirs our heart and says, hey, if you just get to him and he prays for you, this is going to happen. And I've seen God do great things, again, because the desire is already in the person. Me, I'm just a point of contact. And, I, and, and again, I've, I've seen it to the point where he, he just blows my mind, man, I'm telling you. You know, last year we were challenged in so many ways, but I want to tell you how I prophesy my world in Salinas at that time. The moment everything happened with COVID, I prophesied resources will not decline because I got missionaries relying on missions. And no matter what, I prophesy that. I prophesied that we weren't going to decrease pertaining to numbers. I prophesied what I was believing for. Because again, before anything is ever being written about the dynamic and the challenge of COVID, I, I just seen it. I seen how, man, people that are not prepared, this thing is going to affect them. Their faith is going to be shaken and whatever. But you know what? If this place has been called the house of God, it will always be the house of God. And I'll claim what I'm believing. I'm going to set in motion what I'm believing. As a matter of fact, unemployment, you're not coming in here right now. It ain't going to happen in this church. We're going to have people that are going to stay employed. And I'm not exaggerating. In our church, 95 to 99% of the church employed during the whole COVID thing. Working. No sense of being unemployed. Because again, I believe what I'm releasing to you. Because when you think about this, this woman... I, I got to be honest with you. I've, I've had some battles with the Lord. And, and, and after a while, it's like, okay, Lord, I guess, you know. But 12 years, mind you, believing that somehow she's going to get better and I'm going to spend all my money and I'm going to do whatever I need and I'm going to go wherever I need to go. But the moment she heard about Jesus, all I need to do is get to Jesus. 
My God, we have the greatest message upon the face of the earth. The greatest message of salvation, of hope. But I'm here to tell you, he is still a miracle-working God. He still does miracles. Hebrews 11, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm going to give you both variations of God releasing instantly and also delaying purposefully. First Kings chapter 18. It is the chapter of the, some of the exploits of the prophet Elijah. And the powerful prayer that was answered when he got all the prophets, false prophets of Baal together and, and he was mocking them and, and immediately he just kind of loosens this prayer, you know, if you're God, let fire come down. And that prayer was answered immediately. But First Kings chapter 18 begins that the time of the drought was about to end. That's one miracle, but the other miracle that needed to transpire was the fact that rain needed to come to ease the burden of that drought. I'm going to go along in chapter 18 of 1 Kings, and you're going to find that here this man of God who seen God answer prayer immediately and instantly forgot to demonstrate his power. Now he's going to have to wage some war. Because now in the midst of it, he's telling his servant, I want you to go see and tell me what you see. And he comes back one time, nothing. Comes back again, go look again. Back another time, nothing. All the way, six times. And he's huddled in such a place with his face before God. He's waging why? Because he's believing what God said is going to come to pass. He's laying hold of that. And he says, you know what? This is going to happen. Finally, the servant comes back. I see a little cloud the size of a hand fit. Get up right away. Rain is coming right now. That's the sign I've been looking for. But what would have happened if he would have given up second time, third time, fifth time, sixth time? What would have happened? The fulfillment of the prophetic word given could have been held back, but the man of God needed to wage do we have any warriors present here any any believers that know what it is to wage war any any believers like that here present have you have you waged war for a miracle before have you fought and then you've seen it come to pass how many how many can say yes i know i know exactly what you're talking about and it's not easy because sometimes people think it's just you know we, we we're like everyone else and we battle and we got to fight lies and we got to do a number of things but I was just saying you know what Lord last year man it was what it was and I, I think that your church that has remained faithful you know those that have honored you it, it, it's time for some it's time for some releasing of, 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 of just, just because we love you just because we've been faithful to you just because we have endured and we're gonna endure to the end hallelujah because that's what it's all about those that endure to the end shall be saved but I'm believing man I'm believing for some reports and my mission today is to come alongside people and challenge you to have desire, challenge you to dream again, challenge you to have a specific goal for this year. 
For some of you that maybe you're not involved in ministry, we can always use the help. We are always in need of, of volunteers. We understand that the kingdom of God, the machine you, that utilizes the forward movement are the volunteers. Hallelujah. Thank God for every volunteer. We esteem every single volunteer that are willing to pay the price. Willing to sacrifice when everyone else is having fun. But I believe that the future of any church to become greater is tied into the willingness and the desire of people to say, I want to do something for God. I, I want to rise up for the Lord. I, I want to be utilized for his kingdom. You know, God can take anyone. If they have a desire, God can raise up someone quickly. Did you know that? He can raise someone quickly. You know, I came in as a new convert, 21 years of age, and before you know it, I'm behind the pulpit within seven months. By the time nine months come around, I'm wearing four different hats of leadership. Not because I was great. I'm just a leftover man hanging on. I'm just the one that's still being faithful. As folks are dropping, I'm just like outreach leader, follow-up leader, this leader, head usher leader. I'm wearing four different hats. It's like, which hat do I wear right now? But in such a short period of time, I'm going to tell you what the secret was. A burning desire on the inside. They said, God, I want to please you. I want to serve you. There's no limit to whatever you want me to do, Lord. I'll clean toilets. I do wherever you want me to serve. There's no sense of I'll do this, but I won't do that. Hello? So I want some of you to allow God to birth a desire for ministry in you. It's not just desiring a, a, a financial breakthrough or desiring a healing, but it goes as simple as desiring to be used by God. Allowing him to use you to be a witness. Allowing your life to make a difference. Think about that. Opportunities for the gospel that we have today. People are looking around. Oh, my God, what is happening? It's just a prophetic timetable of God, you know. And they're looking for answers. And the believers, we have the goods, hallelujah. We have the answer. The answer has always been and will always be Jesus. It's not going to change. What a great open door that you guys had. Literally, this is your first service. And I'm looking out. I'm like, wow, tremendous. And Manabello joined in. God bless you guys for being a part of it. But I'm looking at some great possibilities here. God opens doors. But, you know, my excitement goes even further down the line where you guys won't even have to be sharing a building. You'll have your own building to do whatever you want, whenever you want, as often as you want. Because it's going to come to pass. For the purposes of God. I was talking to a pastor recently who was um, tackling some things in ministry and in the church. And I began to encourage him. I said, look, um, God always has people willing and available if there is a cause. If you do not know how to communicate the cause, having a cause, you're in bad shape because God needs spokespersons, individuals. And the pastor that understands that and understands when there is a cause there will always be a rallying point. 
God will always have a people rallying around a cause. I mean, you think about it. It was that desire that burned in David. When he's looking around, he's like, what is all this going on? I mean, you know, what, you know what's going to be given the one that takes this person down? He's seeing his desire. It's like, wait a minute. Why are we hiding? Why are we not doing what we need to be doing? Hello? When there is a cause and we understand that cause and we realize, hey, guess what? This is what God wants and, and this is what we're going to do and this is what we're believing. And we got to take a stand and move forward in that direction. The same David who has such a boldness to confront Goliath and slay him with his faith is the same David that's running away from Saul. Same David. Same David with great exploits of faith also struggle with moments of doubt, different battles that he had. But in spite of it, how many know God made all the difference in his life eventually? And getting back to this woman, I wonder, 12 years, how many times in this battle, once she heard about Jesus, did she have to fight within herself and say, is it going to be like the other times? Am I going to be let down like the other times? I wonder if she had to confront that within herself. Because whatever she heard, it moved her to want to get to Jesus. But I'm sure in her own humanity, in the wrestling of the 12 long years. Listen, church. Whenever there's anyone that dares to have a godly desire, there's always going to be a battle in front of you. To challenge your desire, to question your desire, to discredit your desire. You have to be willing to push through all that and say, man, he's the God of miracles. And, and, and listen, I, I know what it is to pray with people, not to see it come to pass. Believe me, we all have stories that way. But let us remember the stories when God showed up, when God did it instantly, when God did it progressively. Let that be what consumes us, that stirs us up and say, I'm going to allow you to move me again, God. I'm going to allow you to move me in this direction. I must have been pastoring three years. My, I was in my second church and, you know, young and crazy bold you know I seen my first big crowd I was like wow you know 200 people for a pioneer pastor you know 200 people is like my god the heavens are open and that's how it felt whatever event I had there in the small little city of Greenfield population 4,000 people and I'm pioneering my second church and I'm there and I'm seeing the people coming in and they're coming in I go God, you need to show up in this place. This place is getting packed out. And it was full 200 people after just seeing 20, 30 in the service. And you got 200 people. I said, God's about to do some miracles today. You came to the right place. I said, God, I'm going to put you on display. And you're going to do what only you can do. You're going to show up and show off. You're going to let them know that there's a God in heaven that not only hears, but he also answers. Oh, I've seen miracles. My God. 90% of the people that came up for prayer got healed. I, I have, again, I haven't seen it duplicated at that level, man. 90%. 
back thing, ah, no problem. That's easy for God. What, your hand, what, accident? No problem. God's going to take it. I mean, it was just an open heaven, Shekinah glory. You name it, it was there. I was fired up. And I said, God, why didn't you do that before, man? What do you want now? You know, it's like, what's the difference between the guy from there and the guy right now? He said, no, you're the same guy. But it's the opportunity that's presented itself. How many remember Pastor Joe Garcia? Pastor Joe Garcia, tremendous testimony. Uh, San Diego eventually goes to South America. True story, by the way. But I'm just going to put it out there. I've been, I, I was only pastoring maybe seven years, if even that. I don't know. But uh, Pastor Joe didn't know me. Of course, I knew him. seen him in conference. Didn't get to talk to him because, you know, he's like, ooh, leadership pastor there but you know i'm like that's pastor joe garcia you know and uh bible joe they used to call him so i heard in the message you know and so all of a sudden i'm excited i'm, I'm pastoring I, I think hollister church um seven years total pastoral experience and i'm excited because i'm going to south america hallelujah i'm gonna go and spend some time with pastor joe and the moment i get there pastor joe hammers me i hope you didn't came here looking for trouble I go, looking for trouble? What are you talking about? He says, well, I, you know, I know where you come from and this, that. Pastor Joe, I don't know what you think about me, but I just came to want to see God move, man. I want to see God help. I want to see God visit us in the services. And I'm not exaggerating this. There's probably a group of about maybe 10 people. The Shekinah, it just came down. There was miracles. I turned around, Pastor Joe's weeping over there. All kinds of stuff is taking place. I, I, I just had a desire. That's all I had. I want to see God move. I want to go outside of the message. I want to just trust God for something just greater than the norm. And after Pastor Joe says, you know, brother, I'm sorry. I go, what are you sorry for, Pastor Joe? I, I judge you wrongly. That happens to me all the time. I'm a weird guy anyway. What can I tell you? He says, yeah, but God, my heart is stirred up. I go, that's good, Pastor. That's awesome, man. No, no, you don't. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm like, well, that's good. But no, brother, I'm fired up. I go, well, thank you, Jesus. You're fired up. All right. Don't hit me now. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? It's contagious. I said it's contagious. Don't ever kill the zeal of a new convert. God help you if you kill the zeal of a new convert. We need that. We need that in the atmosphere. We need that present always. Sometimes it's easy for us to judge and misjudge what we don't understand. Isn't it true? So what are you desiring? What do you want to believe God? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment. Every head bow, every eye close. I want to believe alongside with you. And I, I, I want to believe God for the supernatural. I want to believe God for greater intimacy in your life, your relationship with God. Are you desiring a closer relationship with the Lord? The Bible says that those that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. But I always liken it to whatever you hunger and thirst, that's what you're going to be filled with. And if you start hungering for God, literally he will interrupt your sleep patterns. He will invade your world 
in its normality. When that hunger is awakening you and that desire that says you got to pray, you got to spend time with the Lord. When that is awakened and it is stirred, if it has been put aside, I know what it is to feel so close, but I also know what it feels like. I'm distant again, trying to catch up to that intimacy again. I want to encourage you, my brother, my sister. When desire awakens, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Because if it's mixed with faith, in the proper place, look out. That is a dangerous combination. Dangerous combination. First, I want to make an appeal and an invitation for salvation. To me, the greatest miracle has been and will always be a transformed life. Nothing like it. And if you're here, you're not saved today. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You haven't asked for the forgiveness of your sins I want to open up an invitation for salvation for you or maybe you're a backslider that drifted away for whatever reason you drifted and God is calling you home today wherever you find yourself not saved or backslidden that needs to be restored or need to be saved for the first time if that's you will you be willing to say man I need Jesus today would you lift your hand where I can see it God bless you, sister. Thank you. God bless you, sister. Thank you. Anyone else, would you lift your hand? Come on. Let's clap for these individuals. Anyone else, would you lift your hand? Would you lift your hand? Thank you, Jesus. Those of you that lifted your hands, I want to see where you're at. Would you look at me for a moment? You lifted your hand. You mean that in your heart? I believe you did. Can you do one more thing? You mean that in your heart? I believe you did. Would you stand? Someone's going to meet you up here. Would you stand? Someone to meet you right now, and they're going to pray with you. Would you come? Would you come? Someone to meet you. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap offering right now. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this desire. For this desire for you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Giving you praise. Giving you glory. In Jesus' name, remain seated and just remain in the attitude of intercession, would you? Because the kind of prayer that I want to do is a prayer of coming alongside of you. I want to come alongside of you, whatever you're believing for, whatever that desire is. I want to come alongside of you as an individual. Are you in a financial situation? Do you find yourself financially challenged? Does it seem like no matter what, man, it almost seems like you're never getting ahead. And it's always that. All it takes is a desire to know that by serving Jesus and honoring Jesus, he can turn your financial situation around also. If that's you in need of a financial breakthrough, I want you to stand to your feet wherever you're at. Whatever the need might be in your life, stand to your feet and say, man, that's what I need in my life. I need a financial breakthrough. Stand to your feet wherever you're at. We're going to come alongside and say a prayer together. Listen to me. With God, all things are possible. God can change the course and the direction of your personal economy. Wasn't possible for man. It's possible with God. Anyone else, you need that in your life. You need that. You need, you're not employed. You want to get employed. You ought to be standing up right now. Because if you're not working, you're not making money. And by God needs. Anyone else, if you haven't stand and you're willing to stand and say, man, I need that in my life, go ahead and do that. For those of you standing, I want you to lift one hand, lift it up, and I want you to repeat this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I have a desire 
for my financial situation to change Lord I believe it can change I declare by faith it will change the turnaround begins this year I believe it I receive it financial breakthrough in my life in Jesus name come on give them glory right now give them praise loosen breakthrough God loosen breakthrough loosen breakthrough May be seated one more group of people I want to pray for people in need I, someone I, I sense in my spirit someone had the Lord touch their lower back you've been having you've been having lower back pain and this message being proclaimed immediately you felt a warmness if, if that's you stand up and try to do something with your back you couldn't do before if that's you wherever you're at you had some lower back issues and all of a sudden, as the message is being proclaimed, you kind of you kind of felt something, and all of a sudden now now is the time to test it. Don't be embarrassed. I'm not I'm not I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm just I just want to give God glory. If that's you, would you stand to your feet and say, "Hey, that's me. I felt that on my back." Go ahead and do that. If that's you, check yourself. You've been having that for quite some time. It's been there, and then the Lord just instantly did that, and now you can prove it because you couldn't do so. You couldn't do that. Who is it? Who is it? Anyone? I felt that whisper God bless you sister right there God bless you do something you couldn't do come on you couldn't do that right hallelujah come on give God glory give God glory right there thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah hallelujah glory 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 that's what I'm talking about desire desire if you're in need of a miracle stand to your feet we're gonna believe God together come on you need a miracle in your life stand to your feet you need a healing you need a miracle stand to your feet Jesus Jesus the Word of God are seeds his word is seeds that are planted today this ground was cultivated seeds are planted and now is the time for the cultivation to take place the germination to take place listen for some of you it's going to be immediate and you're going to be able to testify others we got to keep looking for that small cloud the size of a hand fist but you do not give up on your miracle doesn't matter I'm telling you I can give you story after story my wife says don't go to the doctor if you're gonna be insulting him I won't insult him I just tell him the truth why I'm there and the fact that I need his information again because with God as long as you believe it anything is possible so I want you to lift your hand lift your hand right now whatever that is that you're believing you're gonna voice it to God in a moment but this is what you're gonna declare and you're gonna believe repeat after me Lord Jesus I believe that the turnaround begins now for my life I have purchasing power with my desire to be healed because your word says and I declare it that by your stripes I am healed I receive it for my life Lord I will look for it 
I will find it. I will testify of it and proclaim it that you are a healer. Jehovah Rapha is your name. Come on, give him glory right now. Give him worship. Release it upon your people, God. Release it. I curse diabetes. I curse arthritis in the name of Jesus. I curse high blood pressure. I curse it right now. I curse it in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a big clap offering. We're contending, Lord. We're believing, Lord. Year of miracles and breakthrough, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Glory to you.